Greetings and thanks for downloading. We want to welcome you to Is It Something You Can Stop? It's the fastest growing podcast hosted by us. I'm Mike. I'm Brooke. We're a brother and sister that love pop culture and talking about nerdy pop culture things because sometimes we agree. You know what? Sometimes we don't. <laughs> if we want you to get in on the discussion too. So please send your electronically digital mail to us at something you can stop at gmail.com or you can find us on Twitter at SYC Stop. <laughs> And now, let's see who we can offend. Twitter users. Do you think we've done it already? Tweeters. I call them tweeters. <laughs> if That's... you Twitter, you're a tweeter. <laughs> oh my god. This is already a train wreck. Yep. Beautiful. We're gonna let's start off with a gigantic apology because this is the the it's probably not gonna sound right because I don't have anything worthwhile to say. Well, I was gonna apologize because the sound is probably bad because <laughs> We had to uh, change up our recording style just for this episode, and hopefully we'll be back up and running for our next podcast. Yeah, if you don't like the recording style on this episode, blame Steve Jobs. Way to go, jobbers. Brooke? Tomb poopers. You know what what I'm going to ask you? Oh, but I don't know. Do you have anything on your nerd brain? Um, uh, The CW... Recently did the major crossover. Dare to Defy. Right. With uh, Supergirl and Flash and Arrow and uh, the Legends. And I thought it was pretty good. Um, Unfortunately, our recording device... I'm sensing a pattern here. Our recording device didn't pick up everything for Legends. But um, but I got to read how it went. And anytime I can see Supergirl and the Flash together, I get so... So That's fun times. That's happiness for me. Yeah. That's TV happiness. It just brings me joy. So. It's good stuff. Um yeah. I heard that the... So you didn't get to see which one? The Legends episode? Yeah, I didn't get to see the finale. <laughs> I didn't get so, to see how they wrapped it up. So maybe it doesn't end. But I, I read someone was really critical saying... First of all, they said it was the best crossover that's ever happened. So that wasn't critical in that way. Okay. But what they said was... That Supergirl wasn't much of a crossover at all, which I'm okay with because I feel like she's still getting. It's okay for the you yeah. know 98 of the uh, material to be her world, and then they pop up at the end. I'm yeah, cool with and that. And it's a little, I mean, and I feel like the writers of the Flash handle crossovers better because I felt like they, you know, encompass everybody. Mm-hmm. And then it got to the Arrow part. I felt that dragged. I felt the Arrow part dragged. The Arrow part. I didn't see and the episode, but it was a it's a, it's like an like a dream sequence episode, right? Well, and Isn't it was it just like a, a ripoff of what they had just done with Supergirl when she gets uh, what's it called the it's that Kryptonian plant, oh, the flower that the, the black mass, the black orchid, or black orchid, something yeah. like that. Anyway, where it basically puts her in a coma state and she's dreaming what her ideal situation would right. be. So like her parents are alive, she's on Krypton, all that. So they just did that, but with Ollie. The only thing that ticked me off about it, spoiler alert, is. Um, that I thought they were making a really bold choice because they had one of the characters decide that they wanted to stay there, which is basically like committing suicide. Like, willingly wanted to stay there. Hmm. And then they pulled it out at the last second. Okay. And I'm like, wow, that's like a... That's an intense choice to make. Stay with it. And they didn't. That's uh, Walking Dead Season 1. When they're (laughs) not leaving the CDC. Yeah. And then they gotta talk them into leaving. What's on your nerd brain? I actually have one this time. Um, and this is this is kind of a weird thing, but I found a new series of videos on YouTube. This guy's channel called yeah. it's called Binging with Babish, 
And I think, oh, you mentioned this. I think the guy's name is Andrew Rhea. <laughs> and what he does is every video he does is based on some sort of dish or food item that was cooked and consumed in a TV show or movie. Really? So, for example, the spaghetti breakfast with syrup and candy that's in Elf. Yeah. He actually makes it. And then does he eat it, or does yeah. he like do other people eat it, or how? No, that he work? he eats it, and well, it depends on the dish. Like there, yeah. he does the the timpani, the giant Italian, like the dream dish uh-huh. in Big Night. Yeah, where it's like a giant ravioli stuffed with every Italian dish possible. Uh huh. <laughs> he he has a he. It takes him like two days to cook it. Jeez. And then he has his friends over, and they all they all share because it's it's a gigantic thing. But there, the, like he'll do the pasta dish from from the chef that John Favreau makes real fast. And, um, so it's actually, it's fun to watch. It's informative. It's pop culture based and it's kind of inspired me to want to try to make some of these things. Cool. So, well, I hope you don't ever expect me to have two days of prep for this show. Cause I, <laughs> I won't do it. I just won't do it. So, okay. So last time we talked about, um, you brought the Rolling Stone one list of 100 greatest, TV shows ever. Yes, I did. Right, and we mm-hmm. we kind of trudged our way through that, deciding whether they were on the money or whether we didn't agree. Um, we want we said that this the next time we got together and did a show, we were going to talk about what did we feel got snubbed. Whoa, are we actually going to follow through on something we said in a previous show? This, this time, continuity. Th- welcome to Jurassic Park. What? We have a T Rex. You have a T Rex. And we are going to talk about snubs. So I think you have some. Yeah. I think I have some. We're going to talk about some of the shows. I think you, I might have a few more than you do. So what I'd like to do is, I'd like to turn it over to you first. And then we'll just kind of fly through mine. And you can say, yes, no, I I agree, I disagree. Well, the thing is, is I was looking at this and I've realized, I don't know, there's got to be some like neurological term for this. Um, But I equate it to when I listen to a song, I can't think of other songs. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, my yeah, brain yeah. is so focused on the song I'm hearing, I couldn't sing a different song for you or even maybe come up with lyrics from another song. I cause... don't know the term, but I do know the phenomenon. It's what yeah. it's why when you're thinking of the wrong answer, yeah. you can't get the right one. That It's on the tip of my so tongue the, thing. The reason I say that, though, is because all I could come up with were shows that were on, were on the list. list. Yeah. So I'm, I apologize if I do repeat something, but these were the ones that I'm pretty sure weren't on the list. Okay. And, um, and that's why I couldn't come up with a whole lot. Not that there weren't some that I think were snubbed. I'm sure later I will. But All right. So first on my list is uh, Parks and Recreation. That made my list, too. Yeah. I just... It's got to be on there. It's a, it's a sentimental favorite, but I also think it's just... It's so smart, and it's so hard to do a show that's clever and funny, but has the appropriate amount of heart. Yeah. To it yeah. without it being cheesy or eye rolly or skip through that part. Let's get back to this guy or this storyline. Um, and you actually give a crap about the characters. Mm-hmm. You, you know, when the show's off the air, you're kind of like, I wonder what Leslie Nope is doing right now. You mm-hmm. know, <laughs> like you, you, you get invested in their lives and, and there's, there's goodness to all of them. Yeah. And so anyway, I just, I adore that show. I think it was brilliant. I think that Ron Swanson is one of the best television <laughs> characters ever, yeah. ever to happen. Um, and what I love about it, too, is if you look at Ron Swanson, he evolved a little bit 
but he stayed true because one of the things that you and I have complained so much about with TV shows is when a character either becomes a caricature of themselves, mm-hmm. which is sloppy writing, or a character does things that don't make sense to that character anymore. Right. You know, like, um, for example, we've mentioned on the U.S. version of The Office, the character of Kevin, right, starts off as kind of, he's, he's not an idiot, no, he's when just he a, he's just like your average guy who he's works just, in an office. He's just a slub. He's Joe Schmo. Yeah. He's whatever. And everybody thinks he's really dumb because he gives that appearance on purpose. Sure. Well, then he started acting like a head injury person. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, they really made him stupid. Yeah. And one of the things that I liked about Kevin was almost that little wink of, I'm playing this. Nobody knows Not, how. Yeah, yeah like uh, I'm whatever. flying under everybody's radar it's because easier, life is easier for me when people think I'm stupid. Yeah. So I'm just going to go with it. Yeah, you know. But um, which anyway, is a much better take on the character. Yeah, but I feel like all of the characters in Parks and Rec stayed true. Yep. To the core of that character. At yeah, all but they times. genuinely evolved. Like they. Yeah. They kind of became better versions of themselves as the show went on. It was really good. And we made a comment about Cheers having great side characters. Mm-hmm. I think Parks and Rec is unparalleled <laughs> with the people, everything from Perd Happley to John Ralphio. You to, just got jammed. To Orin, <laughs> to Jan. You know what I mean? Like every single character that was on more than one episode is just fantastic. And the guys who and they were, serve a purpose. The guys who worked at the Animal Control Center. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God, man. You work, you work here, too? Yeah. Just... Uh, wonderful. So anyway, that's... Really strong argument. The only one. thing that I would add to that is mm-hmm. if you don't think that Parks and Rec belongs on the greatest 100 shows of you all time... You haven't seen it. Get on YouTube and look at videos of little kids reacting to the theme song. Oh, yeah. That's all you've got to do. Yeah. I'm telling you, look it up on YouTube. If you're bored one day, just look up little kids and Parks and Rec theme song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's It's wonderful. And it is my go-to suggestion for anybody that's like, hey... It's the holidays, I want to binge something, or hey, what should I watch next on yep. Netflix or whatever? I always say, have you watched Parks and Rec? I've watched a couple. No, 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 no. Watch it. Start <laughs> and go all the way through, and you'll be so happy you did. So so that's I think that's the biggest snub, and I would put that higher on the list. I'd put it... Top 50? I'd probably put it top 40, top 30, maybe. That's a good um, placement. But again, you know, that list, there was no... Metrics for it? It was just opinions. So. Okay, I went and looked at it after we did the last yeah. the last episode, mm-hmm. and basically in the in the write up is kind of what you said. There's mm-hmm. really it's just up to whatever people decided to vote on. Yeah, and it's interesting that they gave it to writers, critics, people who were on TV, people who worked in TV. They just kind of gave the survey to everybody, mm-hmm. and they compiled the the top 100 vote getters. Right. So, I think. Influence in in television kind of factors into it, but I think quality factors into yeah. it. I think staying power, all that other well, stuff. Well, and the fact that Parks and Rec, like, uh, what's her name? Amy Poehler? Yeah, I can't believe I just spaced on that. My Cause, apologies cause to Amy Poehler. Because she's Leslie Nope. Because, yeah, she's, I couldn't get, let see, I was thinking Leslie Nope, I couldn't get that out of my head. She never won an Emmy for it, which is ridiculous. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry. Some of the TV shows that have the females that have won, that's just that's a crime that she didn't win, because she took a great character, and and kept her true. And the rumor or what I read is that from season one when they were doing testing, people hated Leslie Nope. 
Yeah. They were like, she's she's annoying, she's whatever. And they're like, oh my god, no, that's not what we wanted. So they, they corrected the ship, mm-hmm. you know, right away. So, Well, don't tell me that she's funnier than Nurse Jackie. Yeah. That's... That's a solid. Yeah, she is. That's a solid win. Yeah. For Nurse Jackie. And she's funnier than anybody from Mom. All right. What else you got on your list? Snubs. Uh, next one is uh, it's current, and I apologize, but it's on my radar. Uh, Crazy ex-girlfriend. Okay. So here's the deal. Nice. Here's the deal. I gave Broad City a lot of crap because it's only had two seasons. Crazy ex-girlfriend only has a season and some episodes because it's in season two currently. So I shouldn't be that harsh on Broad City, but I feel like Crazy Ex-Girlfriend does things that no one else is doing. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's it's clever as all get out. Um, I think men can enjoy it, but I think women get a whole new level of enjoyment out of it because of the commentary that they're making constantly. Um, I love the char- I love that the main character is not my favorite character. I love that she's so selfish <laughs> that you get wrapped up in like getting upset with her, but you still kind of understand why she's well, doing what not, she's doing. They're not afraid on that show to make her look awful or like a jerk or no or crazy. Yeah, they're um, because just when you start to come around and and go, I'm kind of pulling for you, then she does something way over the line, and you're like, oh yeah, you're crazy. Yeah, yeah, and the guy that she likes, you're like, eh, really, you know. <laughs> um, anyway. I think it's really, and it's a bunch of people I hadn't seen before, so it feels fresh. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's, I think it's just a really brilliant show, and the music is so good. Yeah, they do great parodies. The music is so. I mean, she's just really talented to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, there's a good team working on that show. There really is just, and the production value of you know when they do the song and what the the writing of the song, the musical aspect. I mean, it's all just really smart. I'm. Every episode, I'm impressed. So yeah, I don't watch a lot of TV shows where I'm like, "Wow." See, I think that's a great pick. I I kind of shied away from. I had a couple on my list that I'm going to talk about in a minute uh-huh. that I shied away from just because they didn't have a lot of Too seasons. New? Yeah, yeah. But I, I support that. Yeah. Next on my list, I uh, I didn't want to put this, but I kind of want to put it. But, but <laughs> I did, but I didn't, and I do, but I will, but I can't, and I won't, and um, I do, but I but I did. Dexter. Okay. I would have put it maybe like in the top, like in, uh, you know, the 90s or something. But I think that it did such a phenomenal job of making you celebrate the antihero, the the dark. Yeah. The dark, the lead is not the good guy, but it kind of is. So you're like conflicted because you're cheering for a serial killer, but it's justified. Yeah. And... I mean, up until about season it's four nuanced. or five, it, if if it had ended with the no, I think we've talked about this before, and I, yeah, and I agree. Had, if if it, it had ended earlier, it would probably be in like the twenties for me personally. Yeah, if you stop it after season four, it's it's an incredibly impressive show. Yeah, you let it run five and six, and mm, see, it, that's it dilutes where, it dilutes the show. And that's a where bit. that's where my hesitation comes from is that it didn't finish strong. Yeah. So you know when I'm looking at something that has so many seasons, did it have more good seasons than bad? You know, and some of them you're kind of like, were the good seasons good enough to cover up some of the bad seasons? So okay. Anyway, and the last two I have were kind of jokes, but when I think about it, I kind of mean it. Okay, so <laughs> just commit, just love it. I 
can't. I'm wishy-washy. Um, one of the best TV shows of all time, I think, is Cops. That's on my list, too. Are you serious? As far as, like, the influence and what it did and being groundbreaking and it's still on. And it's it's just, it's... It's fascinating it's to watch, too. It's Because like, it's like, it, every episode's a new documentary. And how proud can you be when you watch an episode of Cops and you're like, I went to high school with that dude. True story. I saw an episode of Cops with the dude I went to high school with. That's... People make different choices in their life. Something. I'm not bragging. I'm not bragging, but I'm saying cops is real. <laughs> brag about. You know what I mean? Much. But if you think about it, think of all of the reality TV sh- quote unquote air quotes like reality, right? That's the only one that comes to mind that I do not feel is scripted in the least. Okay, the one with the naked guy in the laundromat where they had to shoot him with a taser and he was high on PCP. That was fake. Well, of course it was. Yeah. I mean, the fakest I've ever seen cops is when you see a cop, like, performing for the camera. Like, he's trying to be a tough guy or... Been out on the streets for ten years. You know. <laughs> I know what I'm doing now. I feel to... Come on. But but usually a show like this would start to get, you know, yeah. run, Ronnie, run. Right? <laughs> right. So, and anyone who gets that, bonus points. Um, okay, and then the last one I had was, it was supposed to be a joke, but I still do love the show, how it's made. Because it's, it's oh. a whole show... <laughs> Of things I loved about um, Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood and Sesame Street. And, like, there was always a segment in those shows for kids that was like, hey, let's show you a factory and, and the conveyor belt. And that was always a really fascinating You tapped into me. something there that I never was able to explain why, how's it made, is so important to me. Like, but it's it's cathartic. It's, like, comforting to watch Okay, so made. you know that there's a whole series of YouTube videos now that are just labeled the most satisfying video ever. And it's just little clips of things like yeah. how's, how and it's made. BuzzFeed will do that, too. They'll, they'll compile just a bunch of, of tiny you know, videos of something swirling or this uh, something getting cut yeah. or whatever. But The way that that show works, though, and you see something being created from beginning to end with that guy's voice, yeah. it's kind of like the modern-day equivalent of watching Bob Ross. It kind of is. It's just very calming. Yeah. You don't have to keep up with continuity or know any stories or yeah. anything. It's just what do we, let's just chill out. And for I've a literally half hour. seen it like a marathon, how it's made marathon, and I'll I'll just settle in. Yep. I'll just put it on and go. All right. Yeah. <laughs> cool. I live in an aquarium today. Yeah. It's like oh, I've seen this one, but I'll watch it. Oh again. yeah. <laughs> this is like yeah. this is like visual morphine. I've seen them make hockey skates before, but I'll watch it again. Oh, I like this one. So I know anyway, how they do so this. I think I think those, those are, are good snubbed. calls. But that's, of course, personal opinion. Okay, so I've got quite a few more shows that I considered. Mm-hmm. Parks and Rec was on the list. Cops was on the list. Cool. So we're not going to spend time with those. True Detective was one that I talked about putting on the list, but it only had one great season. The second season was to the point where they're not sure if they're going to do any more now. Yeah. The, it, it took over the country as far as like what people were paying attention to. Rust Cole became a whole character. The way they were talking, the look of the show, the sound of the show, the, the way they talked. It talk, became a phenomenon. The, it became a phenomenon, and it just took on its own... To the point that I never watched an episode, and I feel like I know all about it. Okay, yeah. Does that mean, without spoilers, yeah. like I feel like I understand it and I get it without having ever seen so it. So I don't really seriously think we can consider putting this on the list, but had it continued with the same power Franks that it had... Franks and had, f- had one season. That's true. And it's Man, on the it list. Really, it changed everything because now there's a lot of stuff that, that is carrying on the feel mm-hmm. of True Detective. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Good one. Another one I thought about putting on there was, uh, was uh, Family Ties. 
Really? Because you have you have these sitcoms that kind of are emblematic of the time they came from. Uh-huh. Um, Family Ties, I think, gets underrated or or overlooked sometimes because it was on the same time as like the Cosby Show and all that other and Cheers and and the other shows that were kind of bigger and flashier. And it was just a I don't know. There was something about Family Ties that I really liked. Yeah. Um, well, I think I think it it's it really does. It's a time capsule for the '80s because mm-hmm. you've got you know a young yuppie Republican kid that wants to save the world and hippie parents that are trying to raise these kids and you know just the dynamic of the family and everything. Yeah, I think I think it's you know if you're gonna put if you're gonna put some of those other shows that were on there, I, I totally agree with this. One of the shows that I really would make an argument for is Survivor. Oh my God! Yes, because yeah, it you you take you take re, the reality show boom, and it, and it was right at the front of that stuff, and then you also take game shows, and you combine them into what could have and should have been like the cheesiest, I don't know, most exploitive experience mm-hmm. on television, mm-hmm. and we're thirty plus seasons in now to Survivor, and it's still fascinating to watch. Mm-hmm. Every single season because it's different people with different chemistries and different ideas and different dynamics. But the, uh, the challenges that they come up with and the, the stuff that they build, you know, that the team builds, yeah. the, the, the production team, uh, I'm just, I'm always blown away by it. And I know a lot of people don't watch it anymore, but you can't deny how fascinating yeah. and entertaining the first couple seasons were if that's all you watch like any season anyone's ever watched you there's a villain yeah. that you hate there's someone that you're rooting for there's always people that you're like oh don't be so stupid you know <laughs> and it's i mean the show is not for everybody it's right. not you know when they have the eating challenges or something like that or people just like well it's the same thing every season i, I don't think you're looking at the nuances but if survivor of the show. hadn't happened most of today's game shows slash reality shows would not exist yeah. because that was correct me if I'm wrong that was the first one to vote people off mm-hmm. I mean and then you know they've now it's it, other shows might have judges that vote someone off but it's from, like from The Bachelor to Project Runway to yep. I mean Cake Wars I mean it's the, grand, it's, it's the godfather <laughs> yeah. of modern day reality TV show competitions yeah that should have been on the list without a doubt I don't know how serious of a contender this one is for the list, but the Andy Griffith show, if you're talking about the older shows that were on there, like The Honeymooners and Lucille Ball, yeah. there's something about the Andy Griffith show, if you've ever really watched it, yeah. it's n- it taught a lesson, but there were a lot of shows that did that that weren't funny. Mm-hmm. It was funny, but there were a lot of shows that did that that didn't teach a lesson or have a heart to them. This was kind of like a very early Parks and Rec because it was yeah. really funny with sweet characters and ho- like a wholesome side to it. A lot it. of heart. Andy raising his son. Yeah. You know, by himself. And Opie trying to be a good boy and Andy trying to be a good dad mm-hmm. and Barney. <laughs> you yeah, know? you want to talk about a time capsule show. I mean, this is what we like to think America was like at that time. I mean, mm-hmm. we, we know that it's not necessarily true, but we want to think that that's how America was. There were some small towns that were probably very, yeah. very Mayberry. True. For sure. So, um, anyway. Good, good one. Andy Griffith show. And then the last one that I would suggest is just Monday Night Football. Really? Yeah, it's been on i mean it's not as popular now as it was because it's on espn now but when it was on abc well now there's thursday night football and sunday night football and wednesday night football yeah. and monday thursday thursday wednesday it's, take the um, cannoli you got you got all every pretty much every night you got football on but but yeah this 
is probably what I would say is responsible for the NFL being the dominant pro sport in America for what thirty years. Yeah, I mean it's. No, I think I think that that's a good call, and, and I think the average person could name at least one or two sportscasters over the years that have done Monday Night Football. Yeah. Or you start with Howard Cosell, and you know it spawned it spawned uh, the Madden. Video games. Oh man! You know, because of John Madden, and, and then the Pat Madden Summerall video and... games. I'm not going to get into this, but the Madden <laughs> video games influence the way that they do broadcast television now for football. How they games. film it, like the the. Are you talking about like the camera? How the it, like, floating over the, the floating field? camera that's over the field that wouldn't exist from... without video games yep. because the John Madden game had the camera right behind the quarterback, and you can't have a camera truck on the field because right. guys get run over. Right. They tried it one year in the XFL. And there were 35,000 deaths. Yes. And he hate me because <laughs> he drive over me. I'm, I'm bidding on an auction for me. his drink. Shoot. Man, that joke was right there, and I didn't get it. He hit me. All right. Nicely done. Thank you. Good job. Thank so you. Those were some snubs. Um, snub of snubs. Send in your ideas with what you felt was snubbed. We keep asking you, but you guys ignore us. It's like... I don't know. It's, God, like, it's like we're dating. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm funny. Oh, God. That's my one joke tonight. What's up next? Done. All right. So, I found some interesting information that I wanted to share with you and uh, and our listener. Um, <laughs> so, I'm going to call this Shoulda, Coulda, Star Wars. Shoulda, coulda, Star Wars. Shoulda, coulda, Star Wars. Okay. So I found this this list of um and this wealth of information of actors that auditioned for, wanted, or almost got cast as Star Wars characters <laughs> okay. in the movies. And some of them uh, are common knowledge, and some of them are WTF moments where you're thinking, "Wow, that could have ruined my childhood," <laughs> right? <laughs> so um. So I'd love uh, I'd love your input yeah. and your uh, your Five. comments on this. So uh, the first one I have is Anakin. Uh, Are we talking prequels now? This is all everything. Okay. Minus Rogue One, because by the time when this was written, there was no Rogue One. Okay. So okay. we'll find out about Rogue One in twenty years. We'll sure. know who they were we'll thinking know. about for yeah. Um. So uh, Anakin. Um. Uh, not child Anakin, but older Anakin. Okay. Um, this actor passed on it, and it was Leonardo DiCaprio. Instead of Hayden Christensen? Yes. Okay. Yes. That's a... I mean, so why passed, would you not choose him? But why would you not? on it means we would like to give this to you. That's a smart kid. And you're walking away. Because he's... Leonardo DiCaprio, one of maybe three actors in the world that's so big, he's like, I don't need Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, he's like... <laughs> Nah. I want to save pandas or something like that. He's doing it though. I know. He's he's straight up bonoing it. Yeah, he's know? not holding a grudge against bears at all. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> As we all should. Um okay. So this person was up for the role of Mace Windu and was in consideration. Tupac. <laughs> You're allowed I don't, to laugh. I don't, like, you wanted to laugh and you just stifled it. I have no idea. Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah. Mace Windu with like Tupac's a little do rag <laughs> on his head, a little bandana tied up front. 
thug life on the stomach. Yeah. He well, had... We never see Mace Windu's stomach. We, don't we know. would have. <laughs> he would have had like a Zeke Elliott <laughs> half shirt. <laughs> with this oh my little... gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, this person was almost cast as the voice of Darth Vader. David Attenborough. But no, the voice was too well known at the time. So they passed. Orson Welles. okay do me a favor if you're listening to the show right now pause this get on youtube and look up listen to the orson welles um frozen vegetables commercial (laughs) and imagine that he's talking to luke skywalker and force choking someone at the same time that's amazing yeah um all right so someone that auditioned for anakin um along with hayden christensen was paul walker okay which would have been a very surfer Anakin. Very... Um, was that a lateral move? Maybe. Maybe. I think it probably would have been. I mean, I think Hayden Christensen is probably a better actor, has more layers than Paul Walker, but the way that... Are you allowed to say that? Based on other things that Hayden Christensen has done? I'm just saying, Paul Walker can't defend himself. I know, but... <laughs> He's he's a yeah, very, no, no he's a popular actor. No, I get it. I I'm get saying it. based on the way that George Lucas directed Hayden Christensen, yeah, we right, would have gotten right. the same thing. Um, okay, this person wanted to be Jar Jar Binks. Do you know this one? Is this Julia like, White? Seriously, one hundred percent. Steve Urkel wanted it. Michael Jackson. Captain EO. He begged Lucas for it. He wanted it so bad. I'm not kidding. I can't. I'm not kidding. He wanted to be in a Star Wars movie so badly, and he wanted to be that character. I hope that when I'm asleep tonight, I have a dream about all of <laughs> these, this dream. all of these characters oh being played by. Somebody needs to like Photoshop this whole do thing some together. Photoshopping or or do like a, an animated thing and just bring those oh, actors' yeah. voices in. So. um... <clears throat> Another uh, another person that auditioned for Anakin Skywalker, Joshua Jackson. Okay. From Dawson's Creek World, Pacey. That would have been a good choice. I think it would have been, but I think it would have been hard for people to take out the Mighty Ducks from their head. Maybe. Because, I mean, who, better that it's most unknown. people didn't better know that he's Hayden unknown. Christensen unless they were Canadian. You got, okay, because he shoots that middle ground. You got Hayden Christensen, who nobody really knew. And then you got Leonardo DiCaprio, who everybody knows, everybody but he's knows. such a big actor that it's like, oh, yeah. this is a high tone affair. Mm-hmm. And then you got Joshua Jackson, who's like, wasn't he in the Whitey Ducks? Yeah, isn't that Pacey? Isn't that isn't that Charlie? Like <laughs> Flying V, Charlie? But okay, so this actor um, actually got to the point of testing with Natalie Portman Ooh. for Anakin, Ooh. deemed too old, so was not given the part. Ryan Philippi, too old for Anakin. He, yes, to be Anakin, because mm. he was older than Anakin. That's than weird, though, Natalie because Portman. Ryan Phillippe, to this day, looks like he's Justin Timberlake the first year of NSYNC. He did, like, with the ramen noodle haircut. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Oh, man. The frosted uh, curly tips. Man. Okay. Um, <laughs> Onion strings. Okay, so this actor was George Lucas's first choice for Anakin. This is who he wanted. Any guesses? Uh, Tim Robbins. <laughs> <laughs> Christian Bale. Well, yeah. 
Isn't that most people's first choice for almost any uh, I've got the worst script ever. I'm going to go after Christian Bale and Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Good luck, George. Yeah, you'll Let win us... him over. Hey, Michael's on the phone. <laughs> Again? <laughs> okay. Um, this actor read for and was almost cast is Han Solo. Kurt Russell. Oh, man. He classes up the joint. He does. I love me some Kurt Russell, man. I'm not saying I want Kurt Russell to be Mahan Solo. No. At all, but... But maybe one... The only guy that would have been a lateral move from Harrison Ford in that role? Maybe. The only guy. Yeah. Because we also know that Nick Nolte was... Was Nick Nolte one of those? Uh... So this person was actually Lucas's second choice for Han Solo. Okay. Christopher Walken. Wow. <laughs> wowie, wowie, wow, wow, wow. Wowie with a watch up the butt wow. I mean, <laughs> that is something. You <laughs> I'm okay. just trying to. What they you can't see to... right now, what what the listener cannot see, is you are starting to do your Christopher Walken face. So I know a voice is coming out. No, I don't. I don't want to subject anybody to that. But it's they would have had to change all the dialogue. Yeah, they would have had to take away all punctuation. <laughs> <laughs> Erase the commas. Get rid of the periods. Any exclamation points, just throw them out. <laughs> I definitely want to dream about yeah. Christopher Walken in Star Wars now. But I'd like to imagine him kind of like dancing around with the blaster. You know what I mean? Just kind yeah. of like sauntering into a room. Or... And Luke's like, will you take this seriously? <laughs> um, <clears throat> so this person was um, too young to play Han Solo at the time. And this person actually passed the information on to Harrison Ford. Too young to play Han Solo. Robert England. Freddy Krueger. Too young to play Han Solo, meaning he was in the running. Meaning he auditioned for it. At some point was told, you're too young. What has he... And he he told Harrison Ford about it. Okay, has he done anything outside of the Freddy makeup of note that people would go, oh yeah... Wishmaster? Mm. Same thing. Yeah. But yeah, no. Oh, boy. Um, this actor... Are these, all, are these all George Lucas's ideas? I don't or know. this is... Were they all just doing drugs with the... <laughs> no, a lot... I mean, a lot of these... Like, that's why I have the notes on the side. Like, it was either Lucas's first or second choice. Okay. They were passed for okay. this reason. And I don't know who passed on them specifically, but... Um, for Han Solo, a uh, young man read for it. He auditioned for it, and his name was Sylvester Stallone. Oh, that would have been... <laughs> yeah. That so would have been something. Yeah, you would have had Han Solo <clears throat> translating for Chewbacca, and you wouldn't have been able to understand either one of them. Yeah, at all. Um, another actor that he was offered the role... And he turned it down because he just didn't understand it. And this is the role of Han Solo. Al Pacino. I don't get it. (laughs) (laughs) I don't get it. Um, Yeah. Out of space. (laughs) 
Is that all you understand? Yep. I just want to see Al Pacino looking at Chewbacca and just being like, <laughs> just th- they they just have walking to, out of the room, just leaving. They have to throw out all the dailies because everything has the f word in it. Yeah. You can't get a line in without throwing the curse words in there. Um, another Han Solo um, audition. You ready for this one? Mm-hmm. Bill Murray. I mean, the swagger, yeah. But now... But no. But now I'm picturing him... But no. Like, stripes Bill Murray, wandering down the hallway of the Death Star with that piano, that clunky piano. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't really work for me. Um, and then the last one I have... Grand Moff Tarkin, you are a madman. <laughs> so, uh, this actor was originally cast as Darth Maul. And then they uh, then dropped it after some changes were made to the script. Okay. Do you know who this is? I think so. Have you heard of this? Benicio Del Toro. Interesting, because he's in episode eight now. Exactly. Weird. Yeah. Is he going to be Maul version 2.0? I don't know. But he was originally cast as Darth Maul for a short period of time. They did some script changes, and he said, never mind. (laughs) Um, Also, what I think is kind of interesting, the... He's in Guardians of the Galaxy. I, I'm going to kill myself because I don't know this guy's name. He's in Guardians of the Galaxy as He's one the of collector. the... No, 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 no. This, there's a different actor. The actor who did the voice of Darth Maul, not the Oh, Ray on-screen. Park. R- Ray Park was on screen. Oh, sorry, sorry, yeah. The voice of Darth Maul Peter was done by... Peter That's right. Yeah. <laughs> no, I know. He was... Um... He was in Dawn of the Dead. or Shaun of the Dead. Dead Boy, Frick. The him. As their roommate, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> the tick. He's the new tick. Is he really? Yeah. Oh, great. You didn't know that? No, I didn't. Yeah. Um, so he was telling an anecdote about in the recording studio to do the Darth Maul lines. And he was looking to George Lucas for what, direction. Do, you, what do you want? <laughs> what's what's the direction for this character? How do you want him to sound? What do you want me to, to add to this? Mm-hmm. And he said, George Lucas said, just make him really evil. Oh. <sighs> Scrooged. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how you do that. Oh, that's how you do and it. And that's how you do that. So. Well, it's been a fun one. Yeah. What do you think? Shoulda, coulda, Star Wars. Shoulda, coulda, Star Wars. Shoulda, coulda, Star Wars. It's kind of, it's like uh, Indian Spider-Man. So, what? There's like Indian Spider-Man and there's shoulda, coulda, Star Wars. It's like... <laughs> okay. I don't get that joke. I don't either. <laughs> Indian Spider-Man. I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. Brilliant. That's yep. what we call a callback in the comedy world that I do not belong to. Anything we should look forward to for the next time? For the next for the next one? For the next one. Well, oh, looking ahead, we might have a recasting or a or a casting for an upcoming movie, right? What? Well, it's just been announced recently that they're going to they're going to greenlight Gotham City Sirens. Yeah, man. They're making a movie with all the female characters from the Batman universe. Yes. So we might be taking a look at who we think should be cast. We're gonna we're gonna cast it. So if you want to play along at home, take a look at who you want to cast for next time. And uh, (laughs) so, (laughs) thanks for joining us on this one. We appreciate you downloading. We look forward to hearing from you and what you have to say. 
please uh, also find us on iTunes. We're on Podbean. If you are on iTunes, it's really going to help the show by telling everybody that you know to listen to it and download. And what's really going to help us is if you can just throw a couple words of review on there and give us a rating. Share it if you care it. Five stars would be great, but I'll understand if you just want to hang up after the survey. (laughs) So thank you. Thank you for listening. We appreciate it. Uh, Happy holidays and have a great 2017. Have a happy new year, everyone. Check one, two, four. I don't get it. Charlie Briggs chops up the finest prairie-fed beef and tastes... This is a lot of shit. You know that. You want one more? Yes. More on what beef? You, you missed the first beef, actually, completely. What do you mean, missed and it? You're emphasizing prairie-fed. But you can't emphasize beef. That's like he's wanting me to emphasize in before July. Come on, fellas, you're losing your heads. I wouldn't direct any living actor like this in Shakespeare. Well, you do this. It's impossible. Orson, you did six last year, and by far and away the best, and I know the, the reason. The right reading for this is the one I'm giving it. I spent 20 times more for you people than any other commercial I've ever made. You are such pests. Now, what is it you want? No, I think... In your depths of your ignorance, what is it you want?